Go, Chris. Goodbye, my friend, it's hard to die When all the birds are singing in the sky And all the flowers are everywhere Good evening, ladies and gentlemen of the internet. Welcome to the podcast, Love the Graps. My name's Chris. I'm on the line with Alan. Hello! That's Alan. Oh, very cheerful. Um, <laughs> this is uh, our podcast, Love the Graps, where we talk about wrestling and stuff. Um, More stuff used, than wrestling. Yeah, used to, be, used to be a time when we would go to a wrestling show and then late at night record this podcast talking about that wrestling show. Do you remember wrestling um, shows? Oh, God, I can't wait to tell my grandchildren who are going to be mutants of some kind <laughs> um, all about wrestling shows right they they won't believe it they'll be like what they, they were making it up it wasn't real it was fake what Why would people you watch that? more than one person was allowed to gather in one space oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah what um, a time obviously obviously i'll be talking to my mutant grandchildren via skype of course, yeah. So, yeah. Um, yeah, what a time to be alive, if you can call it living. We're, we're on lockdown, baby. Yeah, love we're on, lockdown. We're on the worst lockdown, the, a voluntary lockdown. We've been given a stern talking to by the Prime yeah. Minister, and there's a vague threat of £30 fine, but the police have said, now nah, we ain't going to do that. And yeah. uh, some some people... Are still not getting the message. Very weird. Yeah. Well, you had some people come and visit you at work today, didn't you? I did. So I work in a library and common sense finally prevailed and they closed the libraries to the public as of today. But I had two people come and knock on my door, my closed door, and ask if we were open and could they do some photocopying. Photocopying. I wonder, I'm really intrigued to understand what they were trying to photocopy. Yeah. Do you know, one of them was did an they old give lady. you any indication? She was quite an old lady. Right. Um, if, if it's anything like the usual old ladies that come to my library, she's written a letter to somebody official and right. she wants to photocopy it before she sends it off. Yeah, so she has her own copy. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well. That's what they do. That's what they do, the old I, people. I hope they found a photocopier somewhere. Well, I hope your post office still open, right? Well, the post office was open because I went yeah. into it to post some zines. Um, yeah. Essential. You're still allowed to use the post, Chris. Yeah. It's uh, it's still important. Um, yeah. And uh, no photocopier in the post office. We are the only photocopier in Dustin. Oh, okay. Which is which is quite a large area yeah. of Northampton. So well, I mean, it's a lot. Three, one of only three buildings with electricity. Well, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, Dustin is uh, it's slightly behind the times, which means it won't <laughs> get coronavirus for another hundred years. Yes. No. Well, they're still recovering from the Black Death, aren't they? Yeah. Um, have you seen these uh, excerpts that have been people have been putting up from Samuel Pepys's diary about no. the, the people of London not observing plague quarantine? 
he's there's one where he's like I'm I'm peering through the window of a, a tavern and people are just in there having having beer mm. and uh I I can't believe that a pint is is uh, worth getting the pox. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean twas ever thus, right? Yes. Everything old is new again. Yeah. Um you can yeah, imagine so, Ni- the likes of Nigel Farage in the Second World War. Um, well, I mean, I'd imagine him fighting on the side of the Nazis. Yes, for a start. yeah, yeah. But um, if he wasn't, then I can imagine him like, throwing his curtains open with his lights on, saying, I will shine my light to, to prove how British I am. Has, has, has Farage said, like, has he said anything about this whole thing? Um, the the only thing I've seen from Farage was that he was upset that he reckons Boris has done this latest lockdown because Emmanuel Macron threatened to close the border if he didn't. Jesus Christ. Yeah. So we bowed down to France. What a Not... fucking banana. Yeah. Oh. yeah. It's all right because Trump's going to get ready to reopen up America because he thinks the economy is more important than people dying. Yeah, true. Uh, I mean, he's got he's got previous for being an idiot, hasn't he? So yes, yeah. Did you see someone died from trying to uh, cure themselves of coronavirus by drinking basically bleach? Uh, yeah, at his at his suggestion. Oh God, I feel like that's a thing that's been kind of bouncing around for a little while. But yeah, amazing, amazing, yeah. just amazing. Yeah. I like how um, he's been tweeting all in caps as well. Well, yeah, he does that. Yeah. Um, let's talk about something else. All right. Shall we? Because I could grumble about coronavirus and its effect on me personally, <laughs> um, or at least tangentially, um, all evening. But um, we should talk about some wrestling stuff. Okay, um, let's do that. So I watched a couple of wrestling bits. Seems like documentaries are, are the only thing sort of keeping me interested um, yeah. wrestling-wise. Uh, right now um, well it's because the, the information contained within a documentary is mostly new um if you've not seen that documentary before whereas when you when you watch a wrestling show if it's not live or not recent then it's it's happened years ago isn't it do you know what i mean yeah yeah it's on it's cage match so you know i could look it up and if yeah. i could look it up then you know i don't I'll get round to watching some wrestling again, but yeah, we we well, both we watched, pretend uh, it's a sport, don't we? We we pretend we it's a sport. So if you're not watching it live, are you really watching the sport? No, I'm, I'm, I've seen people are watching like repeats of old football matches. It's like get a life. Yeah, that's crazy. You know the result, man. Unless you don't know the result, unless you're watching like Southampton versus Brentford from like third division north from 1962. <laughs> And yeah. you have no idea what happened. Then I could see the value in that. But what are you past have, World Cup finals? Nah. I used to have a VHS tape of the 1994 FA Cup final where Manchester United beat Chelsea 4 0. Right. Um, I think it was 94, 95. Um, I watched that a few times. But then yeah. I was a child. So, yeah. you know, what can you say? As well, a child, you thought, well. <laughs> I was a child that thought I'd learn I'd learn how to be a good footballer by watching the football. Um, so yeah, we watched um, a couple of documentaries. Um, should we start with the sad one first, or yeah. should we work our way up to that? No, let's start with the sad one. 
Okay, go on then. Right, so um, Vice, which is a, it used to be a magazine at some point, I think. Yeah. And then it became a, a website and it also has a TV channel. Um, and they've dipped their toes into wrestling lately and they did a, a couple of series of documentaries last year. One uh, called The Wrestlers, which followed different wrestlers uh, around the world um, unique little situations so Japanese guys Mexican guys a Congolese witch doctor wrestler um, hosted by Damon Abrams who is uh, the lead singer of Fucked Up that was very good they also did a series called Dark Side of the Ring um, which was a series of stories about as the name suggests kind of things that are, are pretty tragic over the history yeah. of wrestling some more tragic than others so in that first series was the Montreal screw job and Bruiser Brody being stabbed to death. <laughs> so, um, yeah. you know, your mileage may vary on on how dark these stories get, but they've come back for a second series and um, they're opening with a two parter, uh, which is, I think it's it doesn't air officially until tomorrow. But the first part has kind of leaked out was well, on their YouTube channel. Well, that's that's how they leak it these days, isn't it? They get right. you. Yeah, they officially leak it, make you think you're watching something pirate, right? And, uh, and thus get the excitement from that. But oh, actually, okay. you're just doing what they're you're just doing their bidding. Yeah. Especially well, if you I don't skip it, the ad. I watched it on their YouTube channel. So, um, yeah, so it's part one of this two-part documentary on Chris Benoit. Yeah. Um, who I'm sure all you wrestling fans will be familiar with. Um, famous, f- probably most, probably most famous for winning for, the Super J Cup. For winning the Super J Cup, for being known as um, Wild Pegasus. Yeah, um, his work as Wild Pegasus. Um, oh, it's uh, it's it, I find I find it just tough to even talk about it. Not because I'm like so emotionally attached, but because I'm like. It feels sleazy to like, yeah. Well, to, to entertain, like to derive any sort of entertainment from it. Before let's before we talk about this specific documentary, and I don't think we'll spend too much time on it because it it's pretty bleak. Um, yeah, and and there are there are aspects of the story which I really wasn't aware of that are brought home in in this documentary, make it even bleaker. Yeah. Um, I've not watched any of the Dark Side of the Ring uh, films no, I've from the season one. Of it either. Um, I've got very little interest in this kind of prurient content. Um, we have lots of people that come into my work and they borrow books. Um, like, the, Have you heard of Dave Peltzer? No. Not Dave Meltzer, Dave Peltzer. Right. Um, he, he wrote a series of books about how he was abused as a child. Oh, okay. Right, and it's set off, ones. yeah, yeah. It's set off a chain of these books where misery people can. I, I, we call them misery books at work. Um, and the, they're shelved right next to the true crime books. Yeah, and I, I put the two kind of together. I've, when I was younger, I was dead into serial killers. I loved reading about serial killers. You know, I had a favourite yeah. serial killer. Who was your favourite serial killer? Um. I mean, like, 
I always find like the, the H. H. Holmes story quite weird. Right. Where he's got this um, whole house that is supposed to be set up for him to be able to kill and dispose of bodies. Yeah. But apparently it's all a lot of it's bullshit. So yeah. that's probably why I'm a little bit more like, oh, it's all a big story. So right. I feel a little bit better about about liking the idea of it. Yeah. I was um, always a fan of BTK for a yeah, number of reasons. Well, yeah, cause one, because he's one of the worst ones. Yeah, and also it sounds like BLT. Yeah. yeah. Which sounds like DLT. And there was always something nice. wrong with him. Yeah, he was bad so, um, as well. So, yeah, so when I was younger, I, I kind of got that. But I don't get this whole true crime thing. It's it's to the point where um, it even extends to... Lots of people have told me how good Chernobyl is, the TV series. Mm. But I've just got no interest in watching it because it's just going to be miserable as fuck. It was a tough, it was a tough watch. Yeah. It was very good, but, like, uh, it took a while for me to, like, go, yeah, okay, I'll sit down and watch that. Yeah, so I know the stories behind these things that were were featured uh, in the Dark Side of the Ring. Yeah, I know, I know the Bruiser Brody stabbing story. Um, I know the Montreal screw job. You know, two two things on the same level. Um, and I I know a fair bit about um, about Benoit, even though at the time I'd kind of fallen out of wrestling because of another thing that this documentary sort of focused on. Um, yeah, so. When when people said, oh, you know, you should watch it, you should watch it, I was a bit, oh, I, I really don't think I'm going to. And then you said, oh, maybe we, you know, someone, someone suggested it, I think, that maybe we should watch it for the podcast. So I thought, oh, okay, God, what else have I got to do um, than, than utterly depress myself for 45 minutes? So so I put it on. Um, now, I've got a few issues with it aside from the content. What did you make of the, the, the soft focus reconstructions oh yeah like i mean i have to say like whilst i was watching it i was working right um so i I didn't like visually i didn't give lots of my attention to it but there was a lot of that where like there'd be somebody who's a similar shape to kevin sullivan uh (laughs) yeah backstage and it's like okay wait a minute what who is that what's going on um uh, there wasn't too much of it, but like, yeah, it did feel a little bit weird. Yeah, um, it was it was very very odd. Um, the the other thing, while I, while I just want to talk a little bit of, of flippancy before we get on to the the kind of the, the perhaps the the meat of it is uh, one that they they showed some footage of um, Wild Pegasus versus uh, Black Tiger. Uh, World Pegasus versus Chris Jericho, I'm sorry. And they said it was from New Japan and it was from war. Um, And at one point they showed a long shot and the the apron even had war on it. Right. So, uh, you know, that kind of ticked me off. And then where's the love for Perry Saturn? When they talked about the rascals coming into WWE, it was all about the three. The radicals. Oh, the radicals. The radicals. Those three great mates, uh, well, Eddie, they... Dean, and Chris. Well, I don't Perry, think, I he mean... didn't even get mentioned. Well, I they don't even think cut he... his... Well, they cut his name out of the bit where Jim Ross said all their names. I mean, I don't think he was, like, particularly friendly with them, was he? I think he was kind of lumped in there. They like, told us they group. were four great mates. Yeah. Um, but also, like... Yeah, I don't know. Do you want to talk to Perry Saturn in 2020? Like, is, is Perry think, Saturn still alive? Yeah, 
I'm pretty sure he is. Right. Um, was, but he was only a, yeah. had some issues. Yeah. Um, I get him mixed up with Bam Bam Bigelow. Well, yeah, he's very he's different. So they're, they're two different people. Yeah. Both but bald. It, I think one one of them got burnt in a fire rescuing some people. Right. I don't know which yeah. one that is. I think that's Perry Satin. One of them saved someone from being raped. Oh, and one of them. Oh no, one of maybe that's Perry Satin. And one of them's dead. And I know that one is Bam Bam Bigelow, but yeah. I'm confused as to all the rest. But yeah, no love for Perry Satin. Lots of love, though, for Eddie Guerrero. Yes, yeah. I, like, this was as much about Eddie Guerrero as it was Chris Benoit, this first part of this documentary. Yeah. Um, and and their relationship. Um, very, very close, it sounded like, at the very yeah. end. Um, yeah. Yeah. Now, I mentioned that I wasn't really kind of following wrestling at the, the point where Chris Benoit died. And that's because when Eddie Guerrero died, which they did dramatically reconstruct uh, yeah. in this episode uh, in, in their blurry, soft-focused fashion, um, that was kind of the last straw for me for wrestling. Yeah. In that I loved Eddie Guerrero. Um, he was... They, I mean, they said in there that he was probably one of the best wrestlers in the world. And he, he was. It's, it's, if I was to sit down and make my top 10 of all time, Eddie Guerrero would, would be in it, if not in the top five. Yeah. Um, and when he died, after um, seeming to get his life back on track, because as they explain in the, the show, um, I thought, I don't really want to be involved in watching this, this product that is killing people I like. And, and so I went away from that. Um, but they, they did explain that, yeah, Chris Benoit wasn't someone who really made friends. Yeah. Um, somehow he had a wife uh, prior to, to WCW. Um, I don't know how that happened. Um, do they arrange <laughs> marriages in Canada? I, I, I think know. they, yeah, I think they must do. Um, yeah, and, uh, you know, and he, he remarried and obviously the tragic circumstances around that kind of were were retold as well like yeah. the the, the um, stuff with kevin sullivan most of it was alleged told like and, and told very much as fact in this yeah i mean in this they, documentary they, they, like, spent, they, ma- they spent five minutes like a character assassinating kevin sullivan and then put up a graphic to say that you know he denies everything but and wouldn't be on film yeah. Um, which is, I mean, that's that's exactly what these shows do, isn't it? Yeah. Um, and and I think it it was that Eddie and and Chris their paths had crossed so much that you know if anyone was going to finally be a mate for Chris Benoit, it was going to be Eddie Guerrero. Yeah. Um, and perhaps I mean Chris Benoit, he was a, a weird fellow anyway. Um, he was. Chris Jericho tells a, a little story on the the documentary about um, Chris Benoit uh, slightly uh, blowing a, a spot in a match they had um, that no one else would have noticed. And he went backstage and was punishing himself for doing it by yeah. making himself do squats. So he's, he's kind of a strange fella. And I get the feeling that if he does finally meet someone that he is going to let be his mate, it's, it's going to be all or nothing. And that seemed to be what it was. It definitely did feel like that. So you had quite harrowing sort of retelling of Eddie's 
passing from from Chavo Guerrero. Yeah, and um, Vicky Guerrero, which, which was really sad. And then, yeah, and then Vicky Guerrero sort of recounting like everything that came afterwards. Yeah, um, particularly with with relation to Benoit and and um, and Nancy Benoit as well. Yeah, um, yeah, really, really sad stuff. Um, and 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 the and like that. And the documentary kind of ended in in a weird fashion for me because it had spent so long focusing on this. It was like Benoit was so sad. He was really, really sad about the Eddie stuff, like almost inconsolable, like broken, like a broken man. And then the next thing they're cut into the day that Benoit doesn't show up for um, WWE TV. And then we're finding out that there's been a murder. Well, I mean, they... it's like, like, I, I'm kind of concerned that, like, like that they're trying to set up the idea that he was so sad and then he killed everyone. Yeah, because like, I mean, the received wisdom is that Chris Benoit um, had one too many blows to the head, probably ten too many blows to the head, a hundred too many blows to the head, yeah. um, and that they did sort of. Um, trail a bit right at the beginning about the fact that his brain was just mush um you know beyond what a, an ordinary brain should be like um but i, I do wonder if that they're, they're, they're trying to um seed a narrative in this first part um that he was driven to it by by grief um and that the grief also kind of made him really paranoid yeah. um and sort of to, to me, if, if I was writing a, a script, um, then Chris Benoit would feel paranoid because he, he would think that Eddie Guerrero didn't die naturally. Do you know what I mean? That he would think, oh, somebody's got Eddie. They're out to get me now. But like, I've never heard that kind of no, said. No, no. Um, but yeah, it, it did seem as if they were seeding. Well, this is the reason it happened rather than the the many, many blows to the head and concussions that he received over his career. It felt like a way of framing him as like a troubled soul. Yeah, which I've no we, doubt he was. Yeah. Um, you know, I mean, head injuries, uh, brain injuries or not, um, it, you can still be a, a very troubled soul and that can lead you to do some very dark things. Mm. But if if one thing came out of the, the the Chris Benoit thing, it is the WWE at least, um, or at least on the surface. And maybe I'll give them some credit and say, you know, they 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 do. Um, they they take concussions more seriously, um, and that you know, if you if you have too many concussions, then you you will be quietly asked to retire. Um, although, as as people have pointed out, um, if you have 50 concussions on the indies the clock is reset when you sign your wwe contract well yeah yeah um so for what it's worth but yeah if one good thing came out of it and if i i I don't know and it it may be wrong because this is only part one or part two a part one or two parts that um i don't want it to to kind of get away from the fact that yeah this this is the main reason why chris benoit went mad and killed his wife and child yeah, I think that that's kind of my only concern. But we'll see. We'll see the narrative that they try and tell 
um, when the second part comes out. But it did leave it at the point where the crime was taking place, essentially. Yeah. Um, they were like, everybody, where's Benoit? There was a, a kind of a moment of flippancy in my mind that when uh, Chavo Guerrero said he got the text that said, uh, Chavo, the dogs are in the enclosed pool area and the back door is open. Um, mm. And then he said that Scott Anthony, uh, Scott Armstrong had got the exact same text. And I think, why had Scott Armstrong got a text saying Chavo? Um, uh, there you go. So, yes, yeah, that was the sad documentary that we watched. But we also yeah. watched quite a nice one. Yes. Yes, yeah, so we watched the um, there's documentary on the WWE Network at the moment about the, um, I guess, the whole spanning the whole lifetime of um, FCW. Yeah. The, um, two, like late 2000s. 2007 um, to 2012. Yeah, so five years um, spent as a WWE's like only developmental territory at that time. Um, it kind of took over from both OVW and Deep South Wrestling, um, based in Tampa, Florida. I, it was only because I'm not following WWE at the moment. If you'd have asked me where WrestleMania was, I wouldn't be able to tell you. Obviously, no. that's changed. Yeah, that was, was only at the very end. Yeah, it was only at the very end that I realised that this was actually a promotional piece for the upcoming WrestleMania um, <laughs> because it was taking place in Tampa, Florida. Um, Seth Rollins pointed out that it's a 15 minute drive in traffic to yeah. the, uh, to the facility that they used to house FCW in. Yeah. And they, they particularly contrasted that um, Drew McIntyre will have gone from uh, Florida championship wrestling champion uh, in Tampa to main eventing WrestleMania. Um, at the performance center, yeah. which well, it is fun. Like that's fun now because we've just watched them in FCW wrestling in a little shed, and yeah. now um, that's how WrestleMania is going to be broadcast. Uh, yeah, and this I, year, I, don't know, so. I don't know about you. I'm more likely to watch WrestleMania pre-taped in front of nobody yeah. than yeah. I was before. So they've done a good job there. It's got me rubbernecking, that's for sure. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So this was the story of Florida Championship Wrestling. Um, usual kind of WWE documentary, some liberties taken with kind of timelines and stuff. So uh, HWA, they mentioned, um, which was the Cincinnati one that was done by by 2007. Um, and then Deep South had, had taken over from that. Um, yeah. And Deep South uh, ran alongside uh, Florida Championship Wrestling for a little bit as well. Oh, did it? I thought um, um, I thought everybody moved. No, no. Um, and I, I think there was some footage of uh, Kenny Omega. Uh, just you see a glimpse of him, right. um, and I think that was from Deep South. That was okay. at the Deep South training because I don't think he he ever went. I I, I I I stand to be corrected, but I don't think he ever went there. He he was just at Deep South where um, Hugh Hugh Morris build him up. Um, oh, yeah. pissed him off so much that he, he quit the system um, but yeah it was a nice little story um, based around Steve Kern yep. um, and they even did a nice little bit of background about him in the fabulous ones and being Skinner yep. and, and Doink yeah that, was, yeah that was fun yeah he was he was really happy talking about Doink yeah he, was, he, uh, he wasn't he Doink little... for long 
No, and he wasn't. He's not the. You know, he's not considered. He's not classic doink, is he? No, um, but I mean, like when I think of doink, Matt Bourne is doink. He's yeah. the first one, and then Ray Apollo was the guy who kind of did it for the back end of it. Yeah. Um, but he he was proudly holding that doink action figure, wasn't he? Yeah, well, maybe it's his only action figure. I don't know. Is there a Skinner? Yeah, he had a Skinner. He's holding that in there as well, yeah. Oh, right, okay. Um, Yeah, so, uh, like, they they told you about the, um, like, Steve Kern and his his history with um, championship wrestling from Florida and um, how he kind of, he essentially jumped at the opportunity to to start his own sort of territory and and that become a developmental system for WWE. Um, and then the team that he, he assembled um, with your uh, Dr. Tom Pritchard, Norman Smiley, Billy Kidman, and uh, lots of Dusty Rhodes in this. Yeah. Um, lots of sort of archive footage. Like, Dusty Rhodes was like, we, they, we were fortunate that Dusty Rhodes was around at the sort of advent of the WWE network. So they managed to get lots of sort of stuff with, yeah. with Dusty. Um, now, there's an interesting thing about the team he put together. Um, because uh, people were were very high on Dusty, um, you know, talking about you know what Dusty meant for their careers, and I still remember um, the the episode of Breaking Ground with the documentary they did on on NXT, um, the episode where Dusty died um, right. was was like heartbreaking um, because he obviously meant so much to these people, um, and then they were you know very very positive about what uh, Norman Smiley and Billy Kidman. Uh, brought to the to the table. Norman mm. Smiley's still at the Performance Center. Billy Kidman's a producer um, for WWE, and and everyone gushed about how brilliant uh, Tom Pritchard was. Yeah. Um, Tom Pritchard hasn't worked for WWE for eight years. They fired him when they when they closed down Florida Championship Wrestling and hired Bill DeMott, and that was the end of of Tom Pritchard. And he's still only sixty now. Um, and I just thought that was a really weird bit to have in your documentary. It's like, oh, yeah, this guy was great. This guy was, like, really important for everything we did. Um, he doesn't work here anymore. Yeah, I mean, it's a different regime now. Um, yeah. But, yeah, but, the, like, they were quite candid with um, talking about um, the sort of trials and tribulations of being a trainee. Um, it was, like, you got some interesting perspectives because it wasn't just... Well, there's always this thing about um, WWE developmental is that you get a handful of like your indie guys, but then it's a lot of models and ex-football players mm. um, or amateur wrestlers that they've they've snagged and and are trying to turn into to professional wrestlers. Um, but it was a nice sort of balance in that like you, I don't feel like you ever felt apart from Seth Rollins. Um, yeah. <laughs> I don't feel like you ever felt anybody was particularly um, mean-spirited about one of the opposing groups. Um, no. Even though there were a few sort of comments. Um, but, like, everybody sort of spoke very fondly of their, their, their experience there. Yeah. Colt Cabana, not a fan of the, the Bellas. No, that, I wanted to hear more about that. Yeah. Um, Brie Bella begging him to, to accept her in yeah. a bar. I can imagine him being a dick, you know. Like, really? Yeah. Yeah. I, I used to, I used to like listen. I used to listen to his podcasts, and there was always just something about him that I was like, "Do you know what? You, you fucking love yourself." 
<laughs> like you're well into Colt Cabana more than anybody is. Um, it's an ego business, baby. Yeah, I know, I know. But like when that ego drives you to put down other people, it's not particularly healthy, is it? What I, um, what I, I particularly liked about this when you talk about the mix of people yeah. is that it would have been very easy for them for it to be the Seth Rollins, Roman Reigns, Bray Wyatt show. Yeah. Um, as kind of the, the three biggest that, that came out of that. Um, well, interesting that they didn't have like Roman or, I mean, I, I, can, I can see why they wouldn't have Bray on there because of the character he's playing yeah. right now, but no, no Roman Reigns like talking heads in this. Yeah. Well, I think he only came in right at the end. Um, but that, I mean, that hasn't they really stopped about him a lot. Yeah, and they showed lots of footage of him. And Corbin um, but, was only in right at the end as well. Yeah, like, but I I did like um, the fact that the the kind of aside from Rollins, who did get a lot of time to to spout his nonsense, um, and he at one point he was wearing a t-shirt that had a, a a kind of a fist on it, but not a mm. fist that had the word fate written on the fingernails of the fist. It's a very weird t-shirt to have. I, don't, I didn't quite understand it. It's like no one holds up a fist like that. And yeah. why would you write on your fingernails? But anyway, um, yeah, it, it was people like Heath Slater, uh, Big E, um, Serena Deeb uh, yeah. got a lot of uh, got a lot of time. Well, uh, is she, is, so is she working at the uh, like performance center now? I don't know. I, don't I think know. she might be. I think she might be a trainer there. Yeah. She came back for the, um, the May Young, didn't she? Um, yeah. And uh, perhaps she just hung around. Perhaps they can't get rid of her. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I liked the way it kind of gave uh, some airtime to that. It also talked about some of the people who didn't make it. Um, so Richie Steamboat, um, particularly. They talked yeah, about him. Brisco. Yeah. Um, and then uh, the, who was the guy? Rogers. Somebody Rogers. Oh, well, there was a fun there was a fun sort of um, run where they were kind of showing some of the people like when they were talking about promos um and there were there was like a fun run there was like an australian guy yeah who malasaurus who, who they were like he was really engaging but his promos just were Nonsense. so rambling um <laughs> it was bizarre and then there was this other guy who they made this point of showing him cutting essentially the same promo every time even like doing different gimmicks he would just be hitting the same beats and that was that was a fun little segment yeah um, that, that was kind of almost like a, a way that i used to pass exams in that I'd, <laughs> I'd know the exact essay i was going to write yeah but the the question would determine how the introduction and the conclusion went mm-hmm. and the, the rest of it would just be the the one that i'd prepared earlier yeah so i could i could understand him um where he came from um, but yeah, it, it was nice and nice little look back um, and, you know, t- told the whole story. So it did talk about the kind of the closing down um, to, to start NXT, uh, the performance center. Um, re- little nugget that got through that um, I, I, I wouldn't have thought that they, they would have put up on there because um, it's not very Vince at all to, to kind of admit this. But um, they they stressed that. Uh, OVW, HWA, Deep South, and Florida Championship Wrestling were all not owned by WWE. Yeah, um, that they were run by outside people. Um, 
Well, there was there was like something about the whole tone of this documentary that that kind of sort of like felt contradictory to the way WWE present everything. Like even to the point where it's like so much of it was about how like makeshift and sort of slapdash this whole FCW thing was like that they were running shows in like shitty bars they were all having to go out and put their own posters up and if they didn't they would get told off um and by alfred by alfred and like yeah yeah, just like these weird characters that surrounded them and and that that they were you know training in like an area that was you know well over 100 degrees and far too hot but they were just doing it anyway like it felt like, you know, they were talking about something quite dangerous. Yeah. Or um which is 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 unusual for WWE to sort of present. But then they did juxtapose it with that is not the way we do it anymore. Here yeah. is the shiny performance center. Triple H turned up to to say, Oh, we decide to do things a different way, not like the old ways. Um and then you kind of think, well, one, Japan still do it the old ways. Yeah. And they they're not like shy in producing new talent. And two, did Florida Championship Wrestling produce more than NXT has? Probably. Um, so perhaps the old ways are the best ways. I'm not saying that all wrestling schools should be in a corner of a food warehouse. Yeah. Um, but or in a uh, in a batting cage which is open to the public, which is uh, where they first started um, in Tampa. But, yeah, it did make me think. Uh, there the were two, two things that I will take away from this documentary. The first thing is that Natalia is apparently now played by Jocelyn Wildenstein. Um, so it's nice that she's getting work. Uh, and the second thing is I miss some of the people that were on this show. Uh, I miss some of these wrestlers. I miss Bo yeah. Dallas. Yeah, like, I, I think there's a lot of people that didn't get sort of a fair shake, maybe. Like, Bo Dallas, Alex Riley. Yeah. Like, he, had, he had something for a minute. Um, Curtis Axel. Curtis Axel. Um, I mean, like, like as much as you say, like, FCW produced, like, some top talent, like, it did also give us a lot of people who didn't really get a shot. And NXT does the same thing now. Yeah. Like, it's it's you know nxt we're watching people become stars down in nxt and then they go to the main roster and kind of flounder yeah um, but that it, it kind of makes me think that there are a good half a dozen to a dozen people that i can't wait till they do a luke harper um, well yeah maybe so, you know i'd like to see them given a bit of freedom a bit of a new chance to to go um I saw that um, Dawson of the Revival tweeted that he's a free man now. Um, they're, they're keeping Wilder in injury jail for a, a couple more months. Mm, right, okay. um, but Dawson is now a free man. So, you know, the the, the people that we, we liked in the, the heyday of NXT um, before it, it became a glorified indie, um, you know, yeah. we may get to see them again one day without having to to uh, give Vince McMahon any blood money. I mean, not that I gave him any money to watch this. Um, I will fully admit that I torrented this. Um, 
yeah. because that's that's how I roll. Yeah, because you're a bad, bad man. I am I mean, a bad, I did, bad I did man. the same, so. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I think that's, but I think that's worth a watch. I think, yeah. like, you know, it's an interesting, it's an interesting sort of snapshot of a time that I'm not, like, I don't know, like, like as much as I find a lot of those guys really entertaining, it's not like a legendary like class of wrestlers, is it? No. I mean, we haven't, we probably haven't got the distance from that to to sort of look back and go like this isn't like when you look back at the um, I don't know the old OVW well like on the ruthless aggression thing and you yeah they're showing OVW and it's all like Randy Orton and Batista and John Cena and it's like okay yeah those were all top guys but like when you're like showing FCW and it's Heath Slater is front and centre for most of the documentary and um, when they go to look at the place later on it's like Natty um, Tyson kid um, who hasn't wrestled for years I mean um, Titus O'Neil it's like okay yeah. alright let's not pretend that this was like a hit factory then um, again I, I will say that at the time I used to get the OVW and HWA TV tapes Mm-hmm. And it wasn't all big stars then either, even no, no. at the top, even at the top of the card. No, um, no, of course so, it wasn't. But you like, know. you know, at least they can, with rose tinted glasses, go. Well, yeah. we produced John Cena, Batista, and Randy yeah. Orton. Like, even like now, you go, you produce Roman Reigns, and it's like, okay, we're not, we we haven't come round to Roman Reigns just yet. No, so. Um, like even John Cena, like like people have kind of gone. Do you know what? Hands up. He's done what he's done. Um, and when I see him now, I'm more happy to see him than I was 15 years ago or whatever. Yeah. Um, I'm a sucker for a training documentary. So yeah. it was it was a lot of fun. Recommended viewing. Yeah. Quite long though. It was like an hour 15, I think. It was hour 18. Was ex- yeah, it's longer than yeah. I was expecting. Yeah, but the um, last the last couple of minutes are just Seth Rollins, so yeah. you, you can stop watching at like a, an hour yeah. fourteen. There's a whole sort of mea culpa from Seth Rollins about his attitude, which is um, it's like it, it's like him going, yeah, I nearly got fired because I was a bit of a brat, and then them going, yeah, Seth Rollins nearly got fired because he was a brat. <laughs> <laughs> and then go, and then like the, the, not really they they don't ever really talk about him sort of having this like come to Jesus moment where he goes actually I've got to change my ways it's no. just like eventually it worked out for him yeah um but yeah so that's the wrestling I've been watching yeah I, I've um, not watched any other stuff I've uh, finished the second issue of my zine very good I put, I put that to bed um, quicker than I thought because of this stupid coronavirus thing Mm -hmm. um so yeah that will be out at the end of april you can still buy the first issue if you are let's make sure this one lands first shall we yeah well you know i'm i'm not doing it for them chris i'm doing it for me oh okay i'm doing Um, it for me i watched oceans 11 last night how was that it's all right Yeah, yeah every like it's nearly 20 years old that film right i think it came out in 2001 and everybody looks so young so so young um, is it oceans are they did they do oceans 12 and then oceans yeah, 13 like 
12 and 13 and then i think there's like oceans eight and that's a woman's like one, the women's one the women's one yeah the women's yeah. revolution yeah why um, only eight in that one why not 14 because it's um <laughs> i guess i don't well i haven't seen it but yeah. it does feel a bit like going oh yeah we want to do a women's one but we can only find eight because we're not <laughs> looking hard enough there were only eight women. There were only eight women in Hollywood. Right. And um, and they're all in this film. And they're all in that film. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, I think they're all on Netflix. So I might watch, I might work my way through them because I think I've only seen the first one before. Right. I just was, I just was flicking through and uh, I was like, you know what, I'm going to put that on. It seemed like a, so I, I'm in this mode where it's like, I don't want to think too much. Right. Um, and I have to, have to concentrate. Um, yeah. I watched the first episode of Inside Number Nine. Oh, okay. Yeah, I love Inside Number Nine. Well, I've only ever seen one episode. Yeah. Um, the the Twelve Days of Christine. A very sad um, one. Yeah. It is an incredibly sad one. Um, yeah. and I watched that because John Lister told me it was one of the finest bits of TV ever created. And do you know what? He's not he's not far wrong with that. Yeah. Um, so I watched that, but I never sat down and watched the the rest of it. So, um, again, it's on Netflix. Uh, yeah. So I watched the the first episode. Really, I really liked it. Really yeah. liked it. I think they're all on iPlayer as well, actually. Uh, I mean, including the latest series. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. I think there's some, there's some really great episodes. I really love Inside Number Nine, and I really yeah. enjoyed the new series. So good on you. Get stuck yeah. into that. I I started watching um, a, a thing called the Chris Gethard Show. Right. Um, which is all up on YouTube. It's um a comedian american comedian who did like a like a cable access tv show right. for ages and then it got kind of picked up and put on to real tv but it's a very very strange show it's it, sensibly it's like a call-in show um like on cable access tv and he would run I, the, i've been watching one that got recommended to me from somewhere else which is um uh, he has a couple of guests on and they're playing a game where it's basically they've got a dumpster that they've bought in from outside and there's something in the dumpster and the um, viewers have to try and guess what it is so it's just ridiculous like they're just calling up making these ridiculous guesses because it could be anything yeah i got no idea what's in it i didn't get to the end of it because we're right we, we, i came on this call to you so well you have to um, let me know yeah i will yeah. um but there's like hundreds of episodes of that so i might be that might give me a bit of a distraction for yeah. a while and I, I listened to some podcasts this morning about Daniel Johnston. Did you? Uh, Very nice. I, well, uh, one of my regular podcast listeners is, is called uh, Underwater Sunshine, which right. is a, a podcast done by Adam Duritz of Counting Crows, um, one of his mates. Um, and they just talk, they talk about music they like and stuff. And they they did a special sort of two part to mark the passing of of Daniel Johnston. Um, okay. It's really nice. Some nice little stories about Daniel Johnston's life. They played some uh, some covers of it as uh, of it as well of his songs. Um, but yeah, it was really nice to spend a couple of hours with Daniel Johnston this morning. Very um, nice. And it did make me think. Do you think Daniel Johnston ever liked wrestling? It seemed like it's something that he would have liked. I'm trying to think whether it was ever like part of like his art that he drew. Yeah. I'm trying to picture it. So there's lots of like Captain America, but I was wondering whether there's any sort of luchadors. Yeah. Feels like something that would fit in with his style. Um, I might do some research. Yeah. Yeah. So that's it. I've got to go back to work tomorrow, but I'm working yeah. behind closed doors now. Yeah. Well, uh, like, like like the like, WWE. Um, GCW. 
Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and uh, I'm quite enjoying that because I can. You know, I, I took my shoes off at one point today. Just walked Did around you? in my socks. Yeah. Yeah. Tomorrow, I might take my trousers off, walk around in my pants. I don't think you should. I'm behind closed doors, mate. Don't matter. Okay. But there are windows, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. I forgot about that. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm working from home again tomorrow. I, I'm, I'm just about staying motivated. We'll see what happens, how long that lasts. Um, but yeah, well, I think that's about it, isn't it? Yeah. We'll get back together. If anybody's got any suggestions for things we should watch, um, let us know. I mean, we'll take it with a grain of salt because um, I'm not watching. I don't know. I don't know what's some awful thing that some <laughs> monster on our Facebook group is going to suggest. WAW. Um, yeah, well, that was a suggestion. Well, because yeah. the thing is, like, I, I might have considered watching that if it was, if it had been broadcast live. But when right. I found out that it was taped, it's like I am never watching a taped WAW show, <laughs> even under these circumstances. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm not doing it. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, um, we'll watch some more stuff. And if anybody's got any ideas um, of non-racist stuff for us to watch, that would yeah. be ideal. Um, but um, unless you've got anything to add. No, no. If you do want to come on and have a chat to us, let us know. Um, Joe Atherton's let us know that uh, he's quite willing to come on and just be bullied by us for an yes. hour. Yeah, um, we can do that. Nice. Um, yeah. So we, we can do that. Um, yeah. But anyone else who wants to get bullied? then um yeah just let us know <laughs> all right well it's starting to get dark here in london town um so on that note i think it's time to tell you all to go to bed we had joy we had fun we had seasons in the sun up the hills every class for the seasons out of time All our lives we had fun, we had seasons in the sun of the world, let me be the starfish on the beach.